What is up, everybody? Welcome to the season three premiere of the Panthers Nation Network. And I love that we were able to say because we were saying it for so long. It was key, uh, until next time. We're going to have to keep waiting and keep pounding. Well, the wait is finally over. We're back into the regular season with a game earlier today when we we're recording this. And honestly, the first thing I want to say is that it was just awesome to see fans in Bank of America again. That was the coolest freaking thing to see. And I just love getting that home atmosphere back for the Panthers. And a lot of love, at least for my friends in the Charlotte area, that I you know, I thought I kind of written off the Panthers. Jeff, we'll let you get your little blur. If everyone disclaimer, skip about three minutes ahead of this or past this. We're going to let Jeff rant about the Titans for the next 60 seconds un- uninterrupted. I can't rant. I, I, just, I can't. I, 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 there's not enough of this in my house to get through what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, that's a problem. You know, you just you 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 um you just weren't ready, and and I you, you can't be Mike Vrabel and be yeah. You know, I mean, the offensive line. I mean, you give up five six sacks, and Chandler Jones gets five five sacks in a game. Um, they just they they you know listen, tan whatever. I, I I can't. Derrick Henry. You know, you just the offensive line was horrible. Derrick Henry didn't get going. They just you know it's. I don't know, but here's the deal: you better get your act together because you got to go to Seattle next week, and you will easily start zero and two. And I don't—I think they go zero and two to start the season. But yeah, I'm the old curmudgeon right now, so I'm not in a good mood. So I'm not going to be very nice during all of this. But um, when are you? When are you ever? Oh, no, I like having Kyler Murray on my fantasy team. But it was—it was—it was week one, and, and Shanti's. I will get Kyler Murray can ball. My boy can play. My boy can play. He can play. And after you did my fantasy team, Shantese, how did your how did your fantasy team look week one? Uh, you know, for me, oh well, we started out great. You know, Tom Brady threw four touchdowns, but you know, Amari Cooper decided he wanted to be the be the greatest receiver of all time come <laughs> come week one. So you know, that kind of messed me up. Derrick Henry, of course, he kind of he kind of he kind of I kind of got finessed there too. So you know, I mean, it wasn't a great week. <laughs> Getting back to Panthers football, Tyler, we want, you know, it's always good to see everyone come. It's, you know, not a dress rehearsal anymore. The, you know, the curtains are drawn. Everyone, the stage is set. What were your thoughts at this week one performance from the Panthers overall? Yeah, I mean, first of all, it's nice to be back live with you guys. Missed you guys. Missed, you know, talking talking Panthers ball. I mean, uh, you know, week one, had to get back on, had to, you know, at least get my thoughts for a little bit here and hear what you guys had to say. But, I mean, you know, week one coming around already, it's just you love to see it. Like Jack said, the fans in the stadium, for all the games today, it really gave that extra feel like it's really the fall now. Like you can tell now it's really the fall. We have NFL football. We have football all week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um it's just awesome to see. And now that the NFL is here, I mean, personally, I'm an NFL guy over college. Love college. I watch it. But NFL just it just has that different feel to it. And um, it's, it's here, Panthers football, kicking off at 1 o'clock against the Jets. You know, going into it, I think all of us kicked um, the Panthers against the Jets back when we did our, you know, uh, pre, uh, season previews. Uh, you know, the big, big Sam Darnold revenge game that was scheduled week one. Completely on purpose by the NFL. Completely yeah. on purpose. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Sam Darnold up uh, for his revenge game. And it was awesome to see. It was awesome to see the first two touchdowns go to Robbie Anderson and then Sam Darnold, uh, two former Jets. And it was it was funny to watch uh, Robbie, you know, do the Jets celebration on that <laughs> after he caught the pass from Sam Darnold. But, um, you know, looking at the game overall, I thought the Jets were a mess, a complete mess, penalties all over the place. Um, definitely looks like a new head coach, a lot of young team you know, just discombobulated, a lack of organization is what I thought from them. So you know, from our pers- perspective, that, that 
to me that that's screaming that we need to get the win. Once I saw how disorganized they were, I'm like, we have to walk out of here with a win or I'm going to be very nervous for us going forward. So, um, you know, looking at it, how it went from there, uh, we were able to squeeze out a win. We kind of, you know, shot ourselves in the foot uh, like a, a lot, a lot in a lot of situations where we, we didn't maximize the most of our potential. I would maximize most of our situation, which, you know, for the most part, I thought Brady, Joe Brady was all right today, still not pushing the needle. Um, this was a game where I'm starting to get questions about him. Last year was year one. Uh, we, you know, we talked about him and, you know, young offensive mind really hyped up um, by everybody in the football world. But uh, last year I thought he was all right, but today I didn't really see that next step from him. So, uh, you know, looking from that going forward, Sam Darnold, I thought he was just fine. Uh, didn't really tell me too much about him. Still looking to see if he's um, if he's going to be that guy. So going forward, um, he's got the weapons. He's got McCaffrey. We fed McCaffrey a lot early, early and often, which that's something me and Jack were talking about in the pre-show, how we got to take these touches off McCaffrey. He's going to get these touches. We don't want him to get banged up. One, you, we can't get him injured. Two, Defenses at some point are going to know that, all right, the ball is going to McCaffrey. We're going to do all we can to stop him. At some point, they're going to dial in on that, and you got to you got to look elsewhere. Um, offensive line, still a major weakness. We still have not addressed that. That is our weakness of our team, without a doubt in my mind. We're still weak up front. Uh, I was surprised kind of not to see Brady Christensen in there, but uh, I'm sure he'll work, work his way into the depth chart. I feel very confident with our receivers going forward, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall. Um, you know, they, I thought Marshall looked good, and some of the action he got, um, even though those Jets corners were not uh, not very good. But uh, those, those are my thoughts on the offensive side of the ball. I kind of want to hear what you guys think of how we did on offense. Um, so yeah, offensively, I mean, it's what were we holding back in the preseason? What were we trying to keep hidden? Because from what I saw, I mean, I think Jeff could tell you in the dozen or so years that he coached Pop Warner football. Any dad on the sideline could call the plays that this guy was calling today. I'm sorry, like there was no, the the, be, the best play in my mind was the handoff to DJ Moore on that third and short where everyone thought we were going to run up the middle with Caffrey, and instead you dumped it off to DJ. And it, in my mind, and Jeff can speak to this too, I, when you have these polarizing players and these obviously you know top tier talents, I understand the need to want to use them in McCaffrey or Derrick Henry. But at a certain point, it becomes a crutch because these defenses know that's where it's going. All they have to do is stop it. And stopping it is a lot easier than trying to figure out who you're going to go to, especially when you have all these weapons on the Panthers' side. You have DJ Moore. You have Robbie Anderson. Hell, you have Chuba, and you have even some tight ends on the Titans' side. I don't think A.J. Brown or Julio Jones were targeted until the second quarter. And that's insane to me. So I, I just – for me, offensively, like – there, I just there, Brady is no. You're you're right. I'm worried about Brady because nothing that I'm seeing is 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 anything else that I like that I wasn't expecting. Sean T's go ahead, man. Well, you know my my Joe Brady narrative has been it's it's, it's, it's coming stronger. It's, it's becoming stronger by the minute. I've been on this train for, for for a while. Um, like I said, the lack of creativity again was there. He tried to do some things. With DJ Moore, I really wasn't a fan. I really wasn't a fan of. Why did we draft Trooper Hubbard if we're not? Going to let him get some burn at some point, you know. I thought that was the. I mean, you you even brought in uh, Royce Freeman before week one. I thought to take a little bit of a load off, or or, or at least provide something in a different packages for for our offense. I, I mean, it was. I mean, yeah, McCaffrey's been the crutch of this offense for a while. He's gonna, he seems like he's gonna continue to be continue to be be the crutch until 
again, like last year, unfortunately, he, he, he either gets injured or teams figure it out. We have the weapons to take the next step with his offense. And when you started seeing when you, when you let him cut it loose a little bit more and you take the shots down the field because you have the receiving court to take to get vertical. Why are we – we act as if we don't have receivers that can that can beat one-on-one coverage, that can make well, catches in traffic. They know? only used it in times when it was adv- advantageous to them, like when you throw in a new cornerback for a play, oh, now let's take the shot to DJ. Or when you get a turnover and every offensive coordinator, any NFL fan will tell you if you get a turnover, you immediately go to the end zone. So we knew that play was coming. Why are you only doing it when it's advantageous to you, when it can be advantageous to you the entire freaking game? Here's, it's it's mind it's mind boggling. Here's what bothered me about it, and and I agree with what you guys were saying. But what bothered me was the fact that you were up sixteen nothing. Yeah. You come out the second half and you step on their throats. You open up the playbook. I mean, you you're you're at now. Go, hey, it's sixteen nothing. Let's put them away. Let's we're done. And let's open it up and have some fun. And let me just, I got it right here. You ready? I mean, you guys probably know. First possession, three plays, a punt. The second time you got the ball, five plays, punt. The next time you get the ball, three plays, punt. A total of 19 yards in your first three plays. Coming out of the second half, you score a field goal in the second half. And let me just tell you, I know it's the Jets. I don't feel good about the win. I don't feel, you know, hey, you got to win. Good for us. But seriously, they were an onside kick. Away from away from winning, away from tying up the game, and right. I want to hear this from Tyler too because it's the same problems that we've talked about, Jeff. And sorry to cut you off, but it's the no, same problems. The third down efficiency and the red zone efficiency were in the crapper. We had fourteen plays on the opponent's side of the field in the first half. We were one for four for third down, starting off the with an average of five point seven yards to go for those first those first four third down conversions and we were one for four with 14 plays in enemy territory before we finally scored a touchdown and that to me like and so and Tyler I want to know and I I don't know how I feel about it but it was a question that I had the punt on on the opponent's what 35 40 yard line I understand yeah, we have this kick but what was your thought process there yeah, I think it would have been a 51, 50, 51 yard field goal. Uh, you know, I get it. New kicker coming in. It just just recently we traded for traded for him, and you know, but at this level in the NFL, you got to be able to make fifty yards. I mean, I mean, once you're getting to that sixty range, that even 59, 60s, I can I can see a punt there. Um, I know the defense was playing well, uh, but at that point, you just got to go with what the analytics say, um, and you got to go for it. I think I think you got to go for it in that situation. I did not like that at all. We ended up being okay with it, um, from the in the, in the end. But uh, we saw that the punt wasn't great, which kind of you know was a was kind of showing that we shouldn't have punted it there. But uh, hopefully, we'll learn from that. We we're not in a situation where we're playing a, a competent football team that can you know take advantage of us you know wasting a potential opportunity like that. Now, yeah. Um, you got. I, I, well, I mean, a lot of issues, a lot of things that we saw today were the things that we saw last year. You know, being able to move the ball between the twenties, getting in the zone, it, it, we, we stall out, and that's and that and I'm I, and it's, it's, it has to be coached at this point because we, because I mean we blamed Teddy last year, and I looked at Teddy what he did what he did today. He looked better. You know what I'm saying? So I just, and and so and and again we still had the same issues. We have a quarterback now that we all feel is is more physically capable than Teddy Bridgewater was last year, and 
still the same thing. So I mean, it has to be at, at, a, at a point. The coaching staff is gonna have to. The coaching staff has to improve. I think everybody's improved around Phil, uh, around Joe Brady and Matt Rule, except for Joe Brady and Matt Rule. Shantis, let me say something. Let me say something doing that. You know, when we talk about opening up and you come out that second half or whatever, the Jets' entire secondary had seven starts. Okay, seven NFL starts, and those seven starts came from one guy. One guy. So you're up sixteen to nothing in the second half. Open whatever you were hiding in the preseason. Open it up and just let it loose and have fun. I mean, what you could have done for Sam Darnold? Because here's the deal: you made a good point. Right now, I'm going. Okay, we just got another average quarterback that's going to get the job hopefully done. Let him throw for 350 yards. Let him. Aaron, I mean, I, 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 I don't. I, I against that secondary. You know, there you go. We we play a style of offense that would make you think that we don't have elite talent. You know. Like the style of offense we play is that's the style of offense you play when you're when you lack of when you lack of talent on the outside and you, you just don't have enough speed. That's the type of type of style of offense you play. I mean, I, like I said, I mean, I just can't understand why you put all of your hopes on a running back. Teams that put their hopes on on running backs to carry them through the season usually aren't teams that are making the playoffs and, and competing for Super Bowl talkers. So. And I'll say this one more thing, and then we'll see what Tyler had to say about our defense, because that at least was, you know, more, the more bright spot of our team. But in my mind, I, there's something to be said, obviously, for, you know, getting, you know, knocking off the rust, getting into the swing of things, getting comfortable with the team. And I understand that for Darnold and, you know, this offense, and they're going, you know, we need to eat, like, we need to make sure he's comfortable in this offense, which you don't have an offensive line that's conducive for that. But my issue here is, you're the Panthers. You've added all of this offseason. You know, you've, you've tried to surround these people. You want you you say you want Darnold to be your, you know, your franchise guy. And this was a guy who was getting talked about like Zach Wilson was getting talked about coming in, you know, coming out of college. He was getting that hype. You know, it's not someone like Teddy who's just a game manager. You want this guy to be your franchise player. You're starting week one at home against his former team, which you know has a depleted and obviously inexperienced secondary like Jeff mentioned. Why not open your offensive playbook and shoot for the hills? I don't understand. I, I get you want McCaffrey to come back, but also, like, you want to show that you can win without McCaffrey. That was the big issue last year. We couldn't win without McCaffrey, clearly. We haven't been able to win without McCaffrey since he's come into this league. So you have these weapons in Robbie and DJ and Terrace. And so in my mind, like, it, and it's, it's the third down. Like, don't dump off a pass on third down. I understand you need your checkdowns, but don't have that route where you're just going to throw it to McCaffrey on the slot or on the, in the zone. That's not going to do anything. Don't run it two plays in a row with McCaffrey. I understand you want this attrition to send in on defense, but, like, I mean, my God, you have the – like, this was a game. This is the probably one of the only games this season where you can do whatever you want, in my mind, because this team that we were playing with the Jets – I mean, we could have shot ourselves in the foot, and we clearly almost did. But, like, you, this is the only game where you can go, all right, we don't have an expectation here. We don't have a, you know, like, yes, we need to win this game, but there's not a single way to do it, and we're not going against a team that we are should be scared about, in my mind. It's the Jets. Like, it's the, they're rebuilding with a new head coach and a rookie quarterback and very little weapons around them, except for Corey Davis, who decided to play out of his mind. Um, but, like, this is where you need to take your shots because you can't – I mean – Hell, the way the Texans played, I don't know if you can do it against the Texans. And the way the Saints played, you definitely can't do it against the Saints. And if you don't have your shit together by the Saints game, that's going to go a lot differently than we were thinking it was going to go, clearly, as they played the Packers. Go ahead, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, you know, going forward, looking at it next week, Saints, we got the Texans coming up shortly after that, um, which, 
Wow. By the way, the Texans came out there and put it up. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like a lot better of a pick. I mean, Deshaun who? Deshaun who? <laughs> so, I mean, that, that maybe that one won't be as much of a layup as we thought it would be, which, you know, they looked a lot better than the Jets did today. And, um, you know, but looking at it from a defensive perspective, um, you know, I thought despite the Jets looking – you know, being young and being new on offense, I thought we looked, you know, fast and physical as a defense. I thought we were flying around. Uh, maybe it helped that our, both our linebackers switched to single digits pregame. Maybe that helped us look faster. Um, I thought that was pretty cool seeing Shaq Thompson looked a lot more athletic out there naturally. Hey. He got his first interception in five years, which was a very surprising stat that I didn't realize. Um, <laughs> Makes sense. It was good to see him involved. Jermaine Carter, I'm starting to feel more confident with him. Uh, and there is, it's, he's always been talked up as a guy that could potentially play him, but he always kind of gets replaced late in that preseason. And um, so it looks like this is going to be his year to really show it, uh, show what he can do. So, you know, hoping to see a lot more from him. Um, in the secondary, didn't hear a lot about J.C. Horn, which is a good thing. On the offensive line and in the secondary, if you don't hear about him, it's probably a good thing. Uh, J.C. Horn, I'm really happy with him today. I uh, looked good out there. I love seeing him. Um, on the opposite side, Dante Jackson, for the most part, other than that one completion at the end, which we don't really know whose fault that exactly was, but he was he was near it. So you know, probably he could have been he could have been wrong there. But he looked good. He looked fast. Um, still, you know, playing physical, playing good, coming up against the run. I'm happy with Dante Jackson. Like we said, it's a big year for him. Uh, to see if he's staying as a Carolina Panther in a contract year. Um, you know, Jeremy Chen's awesome to see. You know, one play he's blitzing off the edge, the next play he's covering Elijah Moore 30 yards downfield. Um, I'm still really happy with him. That's why I'm repping the 21 today. So, uh, see, I saw the two and I just figured it was Clawson. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I wish. You know, I would be. <laughs> but um, I mean, but, you know, looking at the defense, the defensive line, uh, that's definitely going to be the strength of the team. It's interesting to see that uh, Yator did not get the start. Uh, it was Morgan Fox was listed on the starting lineup. In the end, they all ended up playing. It's really just a situational thing. Uh, Yator will play more on those passing downs where you, know, you can really get to the quarterback. And it was really just awesome to see him and Derek Brown on that one play. Just yeah. We'll get to the quarterback. I'm like, those are our first two picks of that 2020 draft. It was like, it's good to see that pay off. And those two, and including Brian Burns, should you know really hold down um, our defensive line for the for years to come. And then speaking of Brian Burns, I mean, this is the year, I think. This is the year where I think he takes that next, next step. I mean, as a defense, I think we had four sacks on the day, which we could have had seven six. if Zach Wilson wasn't so good. I think he had six. Oh, we had six today. He had six. Yep, yeah. six. we had six, yeah. And I mean, the best part was- about that stat is, if I'm not mistaken, Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong, they were all from different players on they the were. defense. They were. And that's that's the sign of a good front yeah. seven right there. Yeah. They were. That's good. It is good. It is good to see. And, you know, even I, th- I even think we could have had some more. Uh, Zach Wilson just so good in the pocket and so good at avoiding the rush that, like, that's his yeah. calling for. And um, we still got him down that six times. So um, going forward, really excited to see what our, you know, what our front seven can do in the pass rush, uh, pass rush game. So going forward, I feel really good about the defense, I think it's going to be fast. I think it's going to be opportunistic, which, you know, like we talk about a young defense, it's what you, what you got to be. You're going to make mistakes here and there, but we got to take advantage of the opportunities we get. And so going into New Orleans, 
Um, you know, that, that was an interesting game this week, watching them uh, against the Packers. And so, you know, first things first, we got to stop the run. So we're going to be challenged even more this week um, than we were this past week against, um, you know, Kamara and that offensive line. And then really it's just about sobbing Jameis. They don't really have that one – that one receiver right now that they go to. So it's really just going to be about playing sound football, stopping the run, being physical. We got to get to Jameis. We got to, we got to stop the run. So I'm excited to see the defense for the rest of the year. Offense just got to get it together. Got to get it together. Like right now, figure out the play calling, tighten it up because, um, you know, at the end of the season, we're going to be looking at Darrell and trying to decide if he is our guy. And we're not going to be able to get a good judgment of that if we don't feel like we gave everything we got. When we really gave him a shot today to air it out, look what happened. 57-yard bomb, beautiful play, beautiful throw to Robbie Anderson. You love to see it. So going into next week, the biggest thing I'm looking for is uh, – biggest thing I'm looking for is to see how we use Darnold and how we call the offense. Um, but, yeah, that, that's my thoughts about the offense, and I want to hear your guys before I get going. Um, so, I mean, defensively, yeah, I think that's exactly what you said. Six, six sacks from six different guys, that is what we – I mean, that was the idea behind this defense. And, honestly – and I'm, I'm not speaking, you know, just hyperbolically. This has the potential to be one of the best front sevens as a whole the Panthers have ever seen and around the league as well right now because, I mean, and when you've got – that's the thing. Like, your chart doesn't have to get the start. Put Fox in. I'm sure that was more of an experience call in my mind, I would imagine. But when you've got Fox fine in there, when you got – even Nixon got on the field. I was not expecting Nixon to get on the field this early in the season, and he still made an impact. You saw Jones get an impact in some late rushes there. And, yes, it is the Jets, and, yes, it is it is Wilson, but it's giving me hope because last year and, honestly, since probably 2016 – that rush has been our Achilles heel. We've not had the ability to put pressure on the quarterback. And these quarterbacks have eviscerated our cornerbacks. They've eviscerated our defensive backs. And so now that's how you only saw a handful of, of, of missed opportunities on, you know, the defensive backside. I mean, like you talked about Jeremy Chin, he was flying in one play. The next he was making that, you know, great breakup in the end zone, pretty much saving almost, you know, at least a huge gain, if not a touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. The one thing that concerned me, and we can talk about it more. I mean, don't get me wrong, Jackson's playing with a chip on his shoulder, and that is needed because, I mean, if you want to try to be the captain and you want to, you know, keep your job, you've got, what was it, three games, two games, however long Bouye is suspended for, that's how many games you have to make sure that you're in those top three of cornerbacks. And so the the one issue, though, I had is in the area that I think he's going to play a role come when AJ comes back in the slot, when he was going push to Corey – he, it was one of the bigger plays of the day. Corey kind of burned him on that on that slant route, and Corey got a big gain off of that. So that's a little concerning to me. Um, and then I think just unfortunately the linebackers right now is our is our uh, and the linebackers as a zone as a zone you know priority is our pretty much our weakest link right now. And that's not to say that you know they're not good, but I mean the problem is Reddick and Carter. Reddick's not really a zone linebacker. He's barely. I mean not. Barely a linebacker, but he's a he's a he's a he he's kind of barely a, yeah he's barely he's barely a linebacker. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's more of an end than he's a linebacker, and he's just about as much a linebacker as Fox is an end. And either way around, and and not against against Carter, but there was a lot there's a lot left open in the middle of the field, <laughs> and especially on key plays where we didn't need it to be open in the middle of the field. And so if any if there could be any sort of improvement in my mind, <laughs> situational awareness. When you have a fourth and 10, fourth and 11, you don't need to send all your guys into blitz. You should probably keep more in coverage. I understand you want to put pressure on this guy, but there was times when our coverage needed more help than our rush did. And there's some just some situational things that 
that could be that weren't a problem this week, but because, could become a much bigger problem against guy coaches like Sean Payton. I go ahead, Shantice. Oh, well, I mean, well, well, for me, I mean, I was impressed. I, I think the the one thing I'll say about our defense is that they 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 played to the to the standard that we've set for them since so far since the beginning of training camp, preseason, everything. They played to that level. They they were supposed to be. I mean, you gave yeah, you gave up a couple of touchdowns. JC had that had the one touchdown where he was right there, really just a. He know, made a, a great play, of, yeah. A couple of inches, a couple of inches away from get from getting a pass deflection there in the end zone. Defensively, I mean, the, the defensive front, the fact that we have as much depth as we have now, we we have that depth now. So I feel like on the edges, you know, with, with Marquise Haynes, Brian Burns, we have guys that can that can they can apply constant pressure. Of course, Derrick Brown, Daquan Jones in the, in the interior, they. They seem to provide a push in, in, in the run game and the passing game. And your tour girls motto is really being able to, to be a guy that can that can fill in a different spot, being in, can, can kick him inside, let him be an, an interior pass rusher. I think it allows us to do a whole bunch of different things up front that we just haven't had. We we just haven't had the the horses to do to do those to do those things in years past. Uh, Jermaine Carter, I was impressed with around the ball. See, he's a he's he's a big upgrade over the hill last year. I don't because last year I was fucking was was step late. Always seemed like he was a step away from making a play. Always seemed he was late to the ball. This, today, everybody seemed on point in it and, 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 you know, getting to the ball and get, and being physical at the point of attack. Uh, in the back end, I was impressed with Dante Jackson. It's not really, it's not, I'm not really looking to be impressed by Dante Jackson. It's more so I'm looking for the level of consistency. Like week to week, play to play. Like is that, is that level of consistency there? We'll know more about Jackson as, as the weeks go by. You know, safety position. You know, it's, we're fine. We're we're okay. I mean, I think right now our the rest of our defense is good enough to mask what we don't have in the back end yet, and that's pretty much all. I, pretty much all I have about the defense so far. You know, yeah. for me, the defense. You know, uh, they played fast, like Tyler said. Uh, I think they got to the ball. Um, you know, you had six sacks, which anybody would take. You know, week one. Um, and obviously, as we said, you know, obviously week one, you know, the defense normally plays a little better than the offense. Um, my concern is, and I'll be the old curmudgeon here, you know, my concern is it was the Jets, number one, with a rookie quarterback who still moved the ball, uh, you know, who still put up 14. Uh, you know, and now all of a sudden you got to face the Bucks twice. you got to face New Orleans twice. And not only that, there are eight teams in the NFC today that scored 28 or more. I mean, yeah. the 49ers put up 41, you know, the Eagles 32, although the Falcons are a train wreck. Um, you know, the Cardinals put up 38, I know. But you know what I'm getting at? I mean, the Bucks put up 31, Cowboys put up 29. I mean, you know, we saw – Teams can score. Right. I mean, I watched the, the Kansas City-Cleveland game. I mean, there was no defense in that game. I mean – you know, and it just becomes. I listen. I, I think for the first game to come out and do what they did was awesome. I'm going to pull back the reins a little bit altogether because it was the Jets. Uh, and Corey Davis, listen, Corey Davis, the player, he had a great, he had a great game. God bless him. Um, I love the speed. I love the idea of where Phil Snow is going and stuff like that. I just want to see him take the next step and like shut down New Orleans next week, or at least you know, it, it, you're, you're going to start facing some potent offense. So, yeah, I mean, talking defensively, I mean, uh, uh, Shaq was someone, I mean, I love what I've said. If this is indicative of the rest of his season, I mean, he finally looks like 
And not that he has it in the past, but he finally looks a guy like, this is my defense. This is my right. team. I don't know if it was the number change. And you're he looked – I don't know if he's not lost weight or gained muscle mass. He, he looks, looks more athletic. He like looked, his, he looks fast, athletic, man. Like he looked faster. And I'm not – like not even just like objectively like he looked like his stomach was a bit smaller. He looked like he – I mean, he was when just he running looked, around that. When he got that INT – and started I mean, coming out the field. I was like, "Where are the we?" I mean, that's Jets. I'm like, "Did he turn on the wheel?" I'm like, and he, he, he grew hair. I don't know if that made him more aerodynamic. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but he was just playing out of his mind. And I and yeah. I loved seeing that because we need. I mean, it, with the with, and like I said it with the linebackers we have. It's not that it's an issue. It's just a negative. It's a negative product of the of the of the positive we've created when you have our you know our carousel of attack when you can send any guys in. The problem is that, and we talked about that second level coverage has always been an issue other than when we had Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis and they were locking that down, but it's always been an area of concern for us. And the problem is in this league right now, that's a point of offensive emphasis is those middle, those dig routes, you know, coming over the middle. That's, that's where they, that's a, that's a bread and butter route right now. And that's concerning for me. And, you know, he spoke about Hassan Reddick earlier. I mean, he's more – he's closer to Von Miller than he is an actual outside linebacker. He's closer to being a, a hand-in-the-dirt defensive end than he is being an outside linebacker. So, th- that to me is going to cause some problems. I just don't really know where he fits into this scheme. Like, I I, I thought about it when, even when we signed him. I was like, you know, yeah, he's athletic. Yeah, he provides a pass rush. But what – I mean – that's not exactly what we need as far as we have I mean, we have three of those in in Fox and Burns and Yatur and, and I even mean, Marquise Haynes is a, is a, is, a, is a guy that can that can be a stand that because that can be a stand up pass rusher so it's like I just don't that that one position you really puzzles me I don't really know I, what we're doing well, right there I think if you peel away the layers I'm just going to say it cuz I I feel like this is a lot of times we get roped into the fact that what is the idea of a linebacker? Like, what's the definition and stuff? And we've had two of the best that's ever played the game. And 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 we, listen, over the, the the twenty plus years the Panthers have been around, they've had some pretty solid linebackers um, in, in the history of it. So you know what I'm getting at is, as Panther fans, it's kind of hard to go. Okay, wait a minute, hold on. You know what I'm trying to get. You know, no, I, still, I mean honestly, I don't know if he's still available or not. In my mind, it's not. A horrible idea. If, if KJ Wright's still a free agent, go pick him up. I mean, I know he wasn't obviously breaking the bank, but he was playing alongside Bobby Wagner, you know, for the longest time as a second. And so he had to learn some things in coverage because, I mean, now that Keekley's out of the league, we can say it. I mean, Bobby Wagner's one of the best cover linebackers, you know, around. Yeah. Oh. Now that Luke Keekley is gone, we can say it. So, I mean, if KJ Wright's still available, and because Chantice is right, it's not a bad thing to have him, but like, it's a difference between like we need depth, but not when they're playing starter positions. Like we have the ability to roll back these guys, and and I, like look at this is the good part about the defense is we can pick we can pick cares. You know we can we can we can you know split the difference because we were doing very well in other aspects, but it's also the Jets, and that's the problem. Like next week, next week is going to be a pretty huge game. I mean, obviously a- against a, you know a rivalry game is always huge, but with the way they played against the Packers and 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 and. and Albeit here, there. I don't know. I, we, we can talk about the Packers later and what you know what all that was. But um, some other things I want to talk about that we I wanted to get back to. Just you know, looking um, pre even pregame beforehand, loving the single digits on defense. I love the idea of that. Matt Rule's a dick, but I love the. I mean, having seven and having four, I, I it gives them you know that like I said that new presence. Give Carter the starter presence, giving him that single digits. I just love seeing it around the NFL as a whole. It's made it kind of confusing, especially for some of the newer guys like with Cardinals and Edmonds. I was like, wait. 
who the hell is that? I don't remember who yeah. you are. So, so oh, wait. confusing around the league. I yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. You need to – I think you can – it has to be a like a moratorium. Like, okay, you've had to be in the league for at least six years. We have to know your name without having to do it. But, I, was, I mean, I'm surprised, you know, the refs and the play callers, although the play caller did call – or the one of the commentators did call uh, Shaq Thompson, Shaq Lawson there at one point. I thought that was funny. Um I don't know. I, I thought the end zone was a pandemic thing and we just couldn't get our hands on black spray paint. And so we decided we didn't want to put the effort in to paint this. Did they just change up the end zones and didn't tell anybody? I don't understand why we're leaving these, just all this green. I, I liked our end zones. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I wasn't a fan of that either. I, I mean, I guess, I guess they, they just looked at it as, you know, we got new turf, uh, new ideas, new everything. This is, this, this is be completely different now. I guess I, I'm not a really, I'm not a fan of it. But we should do anything. Bring the graffiti end zones back. I love the graffiti font. Exactly. They probably then, rumor has it that, that you have to let the, the the turf set for a while. Well, and I the think it's a big American before you really get into it and spray it a lot. You got to let it get. I mean, the field looked great, by the way. But I oh, think it, it, did. Let, it did look great for a while. Um, from what I gathered and what I heard. Well, then I think also it's a Bank of America thing because what we had two. Two college football games in two days at Bank of America Stadium, and then you also three, excuse me, and then you also had the Charlotte. You know, you have the Charlotte FC coming around now. So honestly, I remember back when you know they had the black. You were seeing it in the. You could still see our end zone when they were playing the college games, and vice versa. So that could be a reason as to why they decided maybe we'll hold back on it. Um, I love seeing the AR intro with the Panthers. I thought that was really cool. I, I didn't get. See, I, did, I didn't get to see that. It's I, on I, social I, I media. It's pretty wicked. It's pretty cool, and I just think that adds something. You know, that just adds something cool. But getting back into the game, I had since I was watching this game by myself. Now a roommate list in my house. I, I was writing down notes like a madman. So you'll see about here twenty times everything I normally say. But just kind of looking at it, I mean. I think time management issues was another concern. You know, yeah. that was an, I mean, there was so many plays there. I was like, Oh my God, did we get the ball off? Did we get the snap off? Like it says like it's zero on the play clock or even, you know, like that. I was really worried there that they weren't going to do anything on with two minutes to go left in the first half. I was really worried they were going to find a way to botch that and, and not score a touchdown on that. Um, and then just, I don't know the, the concern for me is is just is the efficiency on offense, and that I, I, and I know this is week one, and we're trying to get the rust off and trying to get everybody to gel together, but you can't keep having the defense bail you out because, and I feel like a broken record. How many times have we told this story? Your defense does really well in the first half; they shut them down, they get you off the field. Your offense is on the field all the entire first half. Second half comes around. The defense is still playing like that in the third quarter. They're getting your deep offense back on the field really quickly, and then you just give them a three and out, and they're right back on the field. That is going to take their toll no matter how energetic and how fast the defense is. Even with this you know, depth that we've created a defense, it's going to get to them, and you're going to start getting sloppy. Hence, the Jets finally putting together good drives and coming and, and, and putting, you know, making it a one-possession game when we had them dead to rights. And look, that's my concern. Uh, look, man, the thing about it is that I think everybody's got to realize that we're still a – what I said before, we're still a step away from being a playoff team. We can, we can, we can be a team that competes. We were a team that competed last year. I don't think we changed – I don't think the needle moved very much because you didn't fix the offensive line. So, you know, we'll get – like I said, we'll get a better barometer of our team when we play the Saints, but I have a pretty good idea of what we're going to look like next week. I, I, I'm positive that the drives where – we were getting we got to the quarterback and got him got him on him off the field. Won't happen nearly as much. We'll have that Winston will have or Winston will have to really 
truly give us a look of how our secondary really looks. Because that's the biggest thing. Like how how improved that we how improved are we in the back end? You know, I mean, we got JC, we got we got Jackson. How improved are we? And then we'll find that out. I think next week. Um, offensively, can Brady can can Joe Brady call call a full NFL game? We, I mean, it, it's been it's been a season, and we, it, it, he's, he's had what now what seventeen games worth of worth of worth of uh, work. He hasn't been able to, he hasn't been able to call a full game in, in 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 any of them. I mean, even in the game that we won last year, a lot of the same. First half, first half, race out to a lead. Second half, let's just hold on to it and let's just hope, let's hope and pray they can't figure out how to score anymore. And and, and as the teams get back, we'll start. We'll start. I hate the guy. I mean, just because we did just win, but we'll start to see that we'll regress back to the mean and we're just a slightly, slightly above average football team. But you know, our record may not reflect that all the way through. You know, I thought, I thought, you know, I had all the confidence. Hey, okay, maybe you know, we get out there, we could finish nine and seven to be a playoff team or something like that. But after week one, and I've seen Arizona, and I've seen Seattle, and I've seen the NFC is the NFC is good. You know, and then you take the AFC, and the Bills lose. I mean, the Titans look like crap. Um, Who knows? So in the NFC, like you said, I agree with Sean T. And I, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you had every opportunity to come out here, put them away, pile up the points, and make everybody feel a lot better about where the team's going offensively. And you didn't do it. And, you know, listen, I get Christian McCaffrey's workhorse. I get it. But he touched the ball way too many times. It was, um, it was I think it was 14 times. He was the first per- he was the only person to catch the ball for us or to touch the ball for a solid 10 minutes other than Darnold and Paradis. And I mean, you know, you've got him you you I mean, do and I didn't I, there were parts I didn't see or whatever. Did they do any play action? Did they do any play action with him? Very little. I like, if if any at all. I mean, you know, that's what the bread and butter was for the Titans last year. I don't know what the they'll, they'll go from here, but you know what I'm getting at use that play I mean, when you got the speed that you have and obviously, we saw that Darnold can throw the deep ball. Run some, I just get creative. I just, I, you can't be this way and, and finish and expect to finish whatever. It was I, the know. most. It was the most basic conservative play calling I've seen in a, in a long time, and that's saying something because we have had gross offensive coordinators in the past and with Cam and all we had, and I just. Like and okay, so what was the point of running Chuba the entire preseason? And we saw that he could clearly per, like produce against the first line. He wasn't running against second teams. He was running with the ones. So and he got on the field maybe twice, I think. Yeah. Like you, you said you drafted him to take the load off of McCaffrey. And now maybe I might be a person with McCaffrey that he has to get past and battle with himself, where he's got to let somebody else get on the field. But I can't imagine he's going to be the point like you're like, hey, McCaffrey, come off, and be like, no, screw you, like. Like if I, I just I, I I don't know, and it feels like he's using him as like a safety net and just not like taking a part. Like that's what I keep saying. Like you don't it like we had it towards the red zone. We had moved the ball downfield, a draw on second and seventeen. I'm sorry, like I get it. I understand. Like oh, you know everyone's expecting a pass, so the draw is gonna work. No, it's not in the fourth quarter when you're in the red zone, and then it's fourth and two. I get you don't. I mean I thought. I mean, I didn't think McCaffrey had it on that fourth and two, and I don't really know why he didn't challenge it. I mean, he really didn't need to, but I I don't know. It just seemed very conservative across the board from Rule and Brady 
to the point where like I, I'm it just concerns me because you can do that and still score against teams like the Jets. You're not going to be able to do. I mean, the Titans were, were resorting to flea flickers to try to get you know something going. And right. When you, like when you're playing these defenses, I mean, it's it's just concerning to me. It, this and the NFC, I, like yeah, we're not supposed to be a playoff team right off the bat. But hell, at least the common sense to know you know what's going to produce and what's not. Like this is a tough ass NFC and a tough ass division. Clearly, we've seen that you know there's not going to be a whole lot of love in in the NFC South or around. And if you want to compete, you have to be able to think, you know, competitively. And I just I, – the more I watch it, the more I don't see it from Brady. I mean, he he got a tight end in there for the first time I'd ever seen. I couldn't believe Ian Thomas got to catch a pass. Um, you know, saw nothing from Arnold. And I was surprised to see Tremble on the field that quickly. I mean, I wasn't really expecting to see – even a blocking, you know, position week one, I wasn't expecting to see him that, that quickly. It, it's just – it's what I've been – I mean, the offense – like, Sam, the offensive line – gave him no time it's not that he got sacked or even touched or even you know hit that much but i mean he's already a squirrely enough guy as a quarterback he's already an unsure enough guy as a quarterback that you're gonna get these dump off passes because you're not giving him enough time to look he's not even making a second reads i don't think and it looks like mccaffrey says first read and and you saw it in the first couple drives and so you need like hopefully you know i mean Hopefully the injuries that were sustained today weren't, you know, aggressive. I mean, Hartsfield went down, Elfline went down, DJ was looking stiff, you know, here or there. But I mean, just the offensive line, I see. I feel like I said all the time, was a concern, and you can see it. We had 272 yards in the first half. We had 97 in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of what we're dealing with is we're dealing with a quarterback that that that. It really seems to be at a baby stage as far as his development. Like he doesn't look like he's played in the league for four years now. Like he looks like a rookie. He looks like a young guy that we're trying to develop. And I, I think through that development, and I knew this was going to happen through our camp. He's going to lean on the guys that are, are, are the most reliable, like 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 most young quarterbacks do. So McCaffrey is just too easy of an option to use. You know what I'm saying? Even Cam did it. Even even Cam once Cam got got a hold of McCaffrey. He leaned on him as well. I mean, it's, it's hard not to because because it's it's so safe. I mean, I I throw a I throw a pass with no yard distance. I just I just throw it right beside me, and he'll take it seven to eight yards. So I understand it, but we have to. Hopefully, as the season goes by, we prog- he progresses to the point where we can take the shots. We can fully utilize the weaponry we we provided for him. Because I mean, there's no way we can take the next step or really see what we have if he doesn't. If he doesn't trust himself to make plays, and that offensive line, he there were so many incompletions that that were made because he's getting hit, and he's he's taking a shot to the ribs as he as he's releasing the ball. So I mean, we, and there's, there's a lot, lot of plays of that were missed because he is just in. I mean, and I mean anyone would, but he's incredibly inconsistent and inaccurate when under pressure, and we've seen that. And I'm I was the one thing I was happy about on both sides of the ball was turnovers. We need if we if the Panthers want to be the defense like that's going to be the hallmark of this defense and how I'm going to grade this defense is creating turnovers. I honestly wanted to see more. The pick was great. I think there was opportunities for more. And on the opposite side of the ball, I was very happy with Sam not forcing the ball into positions where he need you know where he didn't need to because that was an issue with Teddy and it's an issue you know with certain I mean and it's been an issue with guys like you know 
and you know who I think Sam's you know highest level can be, or who I hope it is, is Ryan Tannehill. We saw it today with the Cardinals. You know, he forced it into triple coverage, and it popped up like a Madden glitch straight up into the air, twenty yards, and then was picked. Like he he didn't force any of those unnecessary passes either. You know, he 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 dumped it off. He made his reads. I was happy about that. Um, but just can I say something about Sam real quick? You know, with Sam, what gets me is this: you you you've come from New York which A, is just a monster of a market to play in. Let's be real. Uh, the fans are brutal. The media is brutal. Nobody ever had any confidence in him, which probably is rightfully so. And, of course, he had Adam Gase. That's a whole different – but you know what I'm getting at? He had so much pressure and just knocked down so much. Just knocked him down and keep knocking him down and keep knocking him down. Then he comes to the Carolina Panthers, who is not the darling of the NFL or not the kind of the spotlight of the NFL – but the NFL goes, fine, we're going to let you play the New York Jets week one or whatever. So I think that while he did good, listen, he did okay. And he, he got a touchdown and, and the stats were pretty good. Um, I, I think it was good for him to get that under. Am I making sense? At least it's that kind yeah. of like positive step where he could go, okay, maybe I don't fuck as bad as everybody thought I did. That's I can, to build on here. Huh? Yeah, right. There's they, something to build on from this game right. moving forward. Right. And, and I think in the realm of things, he had a little bit of trust from his, you know, his, his people. Um, the fans seem to kind of, you know, hey, we're okay. Um, and, and it's going to take a while, but I, I give him credit and he stood in there and did what he had to do. And he only got sacked one time. Um, he made a couple bad throws. But at the end of the day, I think he's had so much pressure being from New York. So much pressure there um, and getting so knocked down. It's going to take him a little while to get back up. And and so kudos to him for getting – it was a win. At the end of the day, we can all agree, no matter how we – a win in the, in the NFL, a win is a win. And at the end of the day, you're 1-0. I mean, there, there are 16 teams or whatever that won't be. So, you know what I'm getting at? So kudos to him that way. No, that's true. Sure. Um, some cool – a cool little tidbit here, and I thought it was awesome to see. Uh, history was made in this game as Maya Shaka – Shaka, I can't remember how it was pronounced – was the first black woman ref in NFL history as a line judge. I thought that was pretty cool. Don't think she made any bad calls, so that was good to see as well. Um, and then the, – Well, you're probably going to – you might mention too, just kudos to the NFL for their opening. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was – Really, really uh, yeah, cool. I mean, for, for somebody, and you guys, you know, don't remember it as much as I do, but, you know, to sit there and, and watch that and, you know, get emotional or whatever, and then have the girl who was the, you know, uh, was he a firefighter? I can't remember or whatever. And, um, I can't remember Or whatever. And she sang the national anthem, and they played it throughout all the stadiums. Um, kudos to the NFL for getting that. And and just – and that Steve Buscemi um, talking about, hey, let's all remember how we came together September 12th, um, you know, and pulled together as a nation. Just – Kudos to the NFL. They 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 did it right there. No, they absolutely did. Um, and so you know, looking forward then into next week because unfortunately in the NFL you get a very short time span to actually enjoy a win. So I have no idea what to think about the Saints. I mean, if you would have told me that a quarterback was going to throw five touchdowns in that game and it wasn't Aaron Rodgers, I was going to say you're crazy. I, I don't know what if the if if that whole Rodgers situation. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers decided. To, I, I can believe the conspiracy theory that he came back solely to sabotage the organization and make him look as bad as possible. But I I don't really know how to gauge the Saints. I mean, I didn't think they were going to be that good. My God, thirty eight to three, like that was insane. There were times that Aaron Rodgers came off the field, and I saw it a couple times that he, I, I literally was going, this man doesn't care. 
Like there was no kind of like it was it was just weird and to be that potent of an offense. And, and New Orleans, I mean, their defense is okay. It's not like, but you're talking about that. It's offense. not this. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, and I'm like, but he came off. And Jack, you might be right. I mean, he came off the field, and at one point, I saw him just walk. Who's who's the who's the coach? Lafleur. Yeah, yeah. He walked by. Didn't even say anything. Which and also was, is that is is that is the Jets' offensive coordinator his brother? Because yeah, Mike. Okay, I was I was yeah. wondering. Yeah, it's Mike uh, and Mike. Yeah, but it was just, I, it was just and so it, like if you're gonna hit it, Chauncey. I'm sure it's just hard to gauge because it was just. I know it's week one, but it was you didn't expect that at all. Because it's week one, I don't want to read too much into anything. Like even our even our win and the thing that we're concerned with, I don't want to read too much into anything because the NFL is a week to week type of league, and everybody. One week you like a Super Bowl champion, the next week you like you shouldn't even be competing at this level. So I, I don't think the Saints are a 35, 38 point team every week. They're about a, I'd say, probably about 21, 23 point team because of how Sean Payton calls games. They're going to score touchdowns. I, I expect Jameis to regress more so to the mean of what he's been, which is going to be about be around 250, 260, a couple touchdowns and a pick. I just don't know what I expect us to do against that. I, I, I don't like I don't have a true gauge of what we are yet, and I think this this game is going to tell us a lot. I think we'll see. I mean, it's, it's, it's a divisional game at that, so it means a lot. So, yeah, that that Saints game, man. I, I mean, I just it, it's so odd because he didn't did he even throw for over hundred yards today. Who, Jameis? Yeah, Jameis. Yeah, I think it was. Um, he threw for like a. It was like it wasn't much. It was like a buck sixty five, I think, or something. Yeah, um, you don't. Like, like that's a weird, such a weird game. You don't you don't have a game where you throw for 165 yards and throw five touchdowns. Well, yeah, so, 14. He you know he completes 14 of them. Like I said, and you know, I mean he was he was 14 of 20 for 148 yards, and yes. 14 of those out of his 14 completions, five were touchdowns. I mean, this is also the same guy that at the same time led the league in touch or in yardage and in interceptions and in touchdowns. Like you don't. The range. Yeah, the but range scares, but what scares me is as much as you, you may or may not like him or whatever, Sean Payton can make a difference on a quarterback. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I told you, I told you coming into the season, I was like, I, I don't know how I don't even care who the quarterback is. We're gonna be in for a battle because of the coach. Yep. So then what I'm looking for here is because they don't have I mean, even even with the five passing touchdowns, they still don't have Michael Thomas. So you're, you know, the off, the the wide receivers. I am, I mean, I'm I'm looking at at Horn. I'm looking at Horn because this is going to be a a, a a much better test, I think, for him. I'm, I'm looking at Horn and Dante to see what they can do against. You know, there's not a whole lot of expectations with these guys, but they had some offensive output. So the, I, I'm not looking. You know, I'm not going to ride or die on them. Like if they play well, great. If they don't play to their best of their abilities, I'm not. It's not the end of the world. What I'm going to look for here is our as our front seven because this is a, a true true test with Camara on how they can be against the run defense. I mean, they were able to swallow up the run pretty well this week against a pretty much non-existent running attack, and they were also able to get pressure. Winston is, you know, a bit not he's he's a bit more in the pocket. He's become a bit more in the pocket than you know than Wilson was, and so but he's also a much stronger guy. He's not going to go down as easy. He's not going to go down. And, and the offensive line of the Saints is going to hold their own a lot better than the Jets did. So I'm I'm really focusing and harping in on our on our front seven and, and how they do because that's, I think, where you're going to be able to tell, you know, 
a, a better a better evaluation of this defense. And so that's what I'm looking for more as a whole offensively. I mean, look, Lattimore just got signed on a five-year deal. I'd love to be able to make that look like a stupid business decision. <laughs> I'd love for that to be the case. And I mean, like the thing, especially with the Saints, and because it was different with the Jets, because the Jets knew what Robbie Anderson can do at the very at least somewhat in the organization. The Saints know what McCaffrey – they're all too familiar with McCaffrey and even DJ to a point. But in terms of Robbie, Ter- I'm looking for Terrace, looking for Robbie to have breakout games. I'm looking for an attack over – because they have – the Saints are very well prepared for for Robbie and even with, the, or for, uh, with McCaffrey. Even with DJ, they've seen him a lot. They haven't always had the answer for him because of the particular set of skills that he brings. But I'm looking for a more over-the-air onslaught against these guys because we know about that front seven with – with the saints, we know how, you know, diminishing the, how they, how they can be. I'm very scared for offensive line against Cameron Jordan and, and, and guys, and guys like him. I'm not, not excited for it. Expect to see a lot of blitzes. Cause I mean, looking at what the Jets just did in the second half, they're just going to, they're going to, they're going to load the box up, send, send, send the house. And it's going to be up to Sam Darnold to learn how to deal with the pass rush, get the ball out, and take care of the football for, for another week. I mean, if he, if he doesn't turn the ball over, he can handle 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 a pass rush. Then we'll be in good shape. But again, that offensive line is not going to improve overnight. You know, at the end of the day, I think this one could come down to coaching. I just at the end of the day, I you know, you, 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 Joe Brady, you got to figure it out. Um, you know, and 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 you're going against you know as much as we hate him or we don't like him or whatever. The man can call a ball game. So, uh, you know, and I mean, you know, to put up 38 in the opener or whatever, that team's going to come in with confidence. And, you know, James will have some confidence. And um, you just got to call it. You got to open it up some. You got you to gotta open up. You, you just can't be doing the same thing and expect to, to hang in there. You, you know, you got to put up more than 19. So we're going to fire off some scoring, you know, predictions because I think I can't remember how we called this game last, you know, when we were doing our preview. For me, I'm going to go – I'm gonna go 28 20 and honestly i think that could go either way i think it would i think it'll more than likely be the saints putting up 28 but i could see that being a realistic score even if we were to win as well i'll go 27 17 saints saints winning i will not be the old curmudgeoner i will go i'll go 24 17 panthers i think we figure out a way to keep the ball uh clock management whether it's pretty or not we keep the ball um, and if Jameis makes one mistake, if you get Jameis to make one mistake, a lot of times it just implodes. Um, so yeah. I, I think we can go in there and get a win. I think, and just a, another final thing, I think if I am, if I'm rule and I'm snow, I'm going, look, we can, this is still Jameis Winston. Like he looked good, but this is still Jameis Winston. And no matter how, you know, if we can isolate the things that made him, you know, throw these aggressive throws and these throws off the ball, off the back foot, try to create some turnovers. If I can get two turnovers out of this game, if I can get two interceptions out of this game, right, I, I will be I will be happy. I will be yeah. very – if I can get Dante or even JC or Chin, if I can get a pick from one of those guys, I'm going to be happy. And I think then you put yourself in a much better position. Because, you know, I mean, I'll say, like I've said it before, turnovers are the, are the way the – way, turnovers can win or lose a game. I think it's always how it goes. And so, I mean, I'll be interested to see – how it goes because there's just a lot, you know, this will be, it's almost like a second week one in my mind. 
Um, and so we're going to have, you know, we'll have obviously more analyzation throughout the week and holding up to that game. And so thank you guys, everybody for, you know, sticking around. We appreciate all of our listeners so much. I can't believe it's the third season of the Panthers nation network and the Panthers nation podcast. And then what, I think fifth, fifth season of us doing this overall, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And uh, every we're coming, up on, we're coming up on two years. Holy crap. Holy yeah. crap. So everyone that's, everyone that's been listening from whether it's been day one or from yesterday, we just appreciate the hell out of y'all. And it has just been awesome getting to do this week in and week out. And it's just the highlight of the week. So until next time, see, I figured I would. Now I brought it back to until next time. Keep pounding.